Welcome back, 9 o'clock. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles, the good, the bad, the ugly. Talked about the situation with CSU and the player from Utah State. The Ukrainian player that had CSU fans, student body members chanting Russia, Russia. When Max Shulga, Shulga was at the foul line, come on, ugly, ugly situation. Looks like there's um, finally a divorce now in the whole Kyrie Irving thing. Getting traded to Dallas. Oh yeah, he gone. He's off to Luca, who doesn't really. Is it really fair to say Luca doesn't pass the basketball? Doesn't he have a crap load of assists? I think there's just not great talent around him. Will Kyrie Irving make that better? I don't think so. I I just Kyrie Irving is one of the most difficult mm-hmm. people to deal with now in yeah. sports. You and, want to blow up a narrative. Luca and Russell Westbrook are fifth and sixth. Actually go one more than that. Four, five, six in assists this season. James Harden, Luca, Russell Westbrook. So much for those dudes not passing the ball. No kidding. Particularly like a guy like Harden. Yeah. They're all, you know, 70-some behind the Joker, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Just but still, wanted to throw that in there. Dishing more than you would think, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that's been a mess. Trey Young whole... is second in assists. Two really? behind Luca. But I don't know yeah. really what Kyrie's gonna do for the because you don't know because he's he's missed a hundred and forty some games in the last three years. He's played less than half whether of the last three seasons. Injury, whether it's been not getting vaccinated, whether it whatever the case may be, right? That and he's just to me, he's an absolute detriment to any team because of his personality mm-hmm. because of who he is and if you're dallas if you're mark cuban okay have fun you, you might feel like that's a the, the piece that's going to get you over the top it's a piece you can't rely on nope you can't depend on him part of the ugly the clash of the coliseum the little uh ross chastain Situation with Denny Hamlin, those guys uh, getting into it. So they had a little uh, little fender bender last night. Two guys that don't exactly exchange Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. So if you got something today for the good, the bad, the ugly, text or call us 970-242-1340. Kyrie hey. Irving, for the last four years for the Nets, has played in 143 games of the Nets' 278 regular season game. For for like you said, a variety of reasons. Yeah, you just can't count on him. You just mm-hmm. you can't. He's played more than seventy games three times, and none since he left the Cavs. You know whether it's the you know not wanting to get vaccinated, the flat Earth stuff, mm-hmm. the other horrible, regrettable tweets that he's put out. I just. I just think that there's, even if that stuff wasn't going on, right? even if it was just the, the numbers you talked about, about not playing, it's just not worth it. He's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see. Maybe this will be the renaissance, the return to form for Kyrie Irving going to Dallas. Yeah. Sure. But, but, I mean, Kevin but Kevin Durant, he hitched his wagon to him. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to show everybody that I can I can go to some place like Brooklyn mm-hmm. and win a championship with yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I yeah okay yeah I get it. Golden State, I was there with Steph, with Clay. Yeah, and everybody's going to say that that it was because I was on a super team. I'll show them. Mm-hmm. Well, he has not shown anybody. Does this affect KD's reputation at all? The fact that this didn't work with Kyrie Irving. Is it all just on, a me yeah. thing. I'm not a all, huge KD fan. I'm I'm not either. He's a phenomenal player, but but when I think of 
who's the bigger jerk of the two of them? It's Kyrie Irving. Oh, I mean, absolutely, Kyrie. I'm not saying I that just think it's a, KD's it a, a jerk. It was a poor... Eh, he can be kind of... He, he can be. I'm I, just not saying he's the jerk of the two. I think it was a poor decision for them to believe, for the, the Nets to believe, and for Durant mm-hmm. to believe that, that Kyrie Irving could would be willing to be... Batman to Durant's Rob, or just, would be Robin to Durant's Batman, would be willing, would, would be a guy mm-hmm. that cares about winning. Because it doesn't seem like he cares that much about winning. No. Seems like he cares more about Kyrie Irving. Right. I think KD wants to win, but I also think KD has severely overestimated his effect on the winning by Absolutely. himself. Right? Oklahoma City. Who do they have there? They had him and Harden and, and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. You're pretty good. Yeah. Golden State. Do they have there? Stephen Clay. I think the fact he's not even if he gets to a finals by himself outside of Golden State, maybe that changes it back the other way. But like I don't want to be a coattail rider with these two. That's the you know, and right. notoriously thin skinned as it is, and he goes to the Nets and he's they've not done anything. They're they're thirty-two and twenty, and they feel like zero percent of a threat right. to Boston, the Bucks, anybody in the West. You know they don't he feel very he's LeBron James, but he's not right. He's not a player that can carry a team. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's an he's a upper tier player. He's not a guy though capable of carrying a team. No, on his back to get to the finals. LeBron got Kyrie to the finals. Yeah, Four times. Yeah, he did. So, so what what happened there, what KD? Happened there? Yeah, what happened? Four in a row, by the way. Yeah. All right. So, text or call us the good, the bad, the ugly from the weekend. You can uh, send it our way. Great stuff for Mike to George getting win number three hundred. Blaze three getting to one thousand career points as a Maverick. So, uh, send that our way today. Your good, the good, the bad, the ugly nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. So, a uh, quick look back at the high school basketball weekend. Both Fruit and Monument basketball teams swept their East Valley rival Central Friday night on the Warriors' home floor. Wildcat girls defeated Central 52-36 to add to their lead in the Southwestern League. Liv Campbell had 20 points. She paced Fruit as they're now 4-0 in the league. They're 15-3 overall. Warriors dropped 2-3 in league. They're 10-8 overall as Christina Manzanera scored 12 points in the loss. Wildcat boys bounced back after their loss to Grand Junction to beat Central 44-39. Fruit is Austin Reed and Daniel Thomason each scored 11 points as the Wildcats move back into first place in the SWL at 3-1. and one. They're 16-2 and two overall. Warriors are led by Jackson Amos and Andrew Serrano with 12 points apiece. Central drops out of first place. They're now 3-2. and two. They're 14-5 and five overall. Both Fruit and Monument teams host Montrose tomorrow night for the Wildcat Hall of Fame night. Pre-game on the Team Sports Network starts at 5-15 tomorrow night. Speaking of the Red Hawks, both Montrose basketball teams swept their games Friday night at Grand Junction. Red Hawk girls picked up a 57-14 win over the Tigers as Heather Powers scored 15 for Montrose to lead all scores. Montrose is 14-5 overall. They're 2-3 in the SWL. The Red Hawks also defeated Battle Mountain 61-21 on Saturday with Sarah Imus scoring 16 in the win. Tiger boys lost to Montrose 37-33. The Red Hawks' Caleb Ferguson led all scores with 15 points with Grand Junction's Declan Lake and Jake Stanfield scoring 8 points apiece. The Red Hawks wrapped up the weekend with a 42-27 win over Battle Mountain. Caleb Ferguson once again led the way. He had 16 points. Montrose is 13-5 overall. They're 2-2 in the SWL as the Tigers slipped to 7-11 and 1-3 overall. As mentioned, Montrose plays at Fruit of Monument tomorrow night. And if you're in Montrose, you can hear it on 102.1 FM. The Red Hawks taking on Fruit of Monument Palisade girls basketball team. They dropped their non-league games against Durango this past weekend. Uh, the Bulldog girls lost 40-27 to to fall to 5-14 and overall. Palisades' Chloe Simon scored 19 in the loss. The Bulldog boys lost to the Demons 51-39 to to fall to 8-11 and on the season. The Bulldogs' Josh Sato scored 14 in the loss. And the, Del- the Delta girls are 8-0 in the 4A Western Slope League after beating Steamboat 46-16 to Friday night. The Panthers are 12-5 and overall. The Delta boys lost to the Sailors 55-39 to fall to 7-10 overall, 5-4 in league. Both Delta teams host rival Montrose Thursday night for the Highway 50 game of the week. That's over on the Monkey. And you can hear it at uh, pregame 545 with Mark Cantor on 95.7 The Monkey here in the Valley, 97.1 in Delta, 93.5 in Montrose for that one coming up Thursday night over on The Monkey. All right, 910, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. 
most trusted name in automobiles. I mentioned that tomorrow night is the Fruit of Monument Wildcat Hall of Fame. And one of the inductees tomorrow night, Sonny Russell Hansen, state championship uh, field athlete for the Fruit of Monument Wildcats, went on to compete at CSU, had the chance to catch up with her recently about her induction into the Wildcat Hall of Fame. Talking through the Monument Wildcat Sports on the Jim Davis Show. And our conversation with Sonny Russell Hansen brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. She'll be going into the Fruit of Monument Athletic Hall of Fame February 7th. Sonny Russell Hansen with us. Good morning, Sonny. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. So is Shaver watching the kids right now while you do this? <laughs> yeah, they're, they, uh, <laughs> he's on kid duty while I do this for sure. He's causing on, a little ruckus. <laughs> he's, he's on kid duty. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm he's glad. on kid duty. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, the deputy's on patrol uh, in his yeah. own house. That's, that's good that he's doing that this morning. There's a lot of patrolling going on in our house these days. How many kids do you guys have now? Oh, we have three girls, wow. and uh, we're actually got a fourth on the way in August. So well, we congratulations! Are packed full of chaos for sure. <laughs> just just one more, and you've got a basketball team. Well, you I know. was actually shooting for a relay team if it's all girls. Okay, but, that's um, true. Well, yeah, considering we, your track <laughs> background, absolutely, that makes total sense. <laughs> I, I think I'll, I think the basketball thing is probably. <laughs> Not, not quite in the future. <laughs> uh, that's totally understand that. Well, well, congratulations on the the little one coming coming up in August. Now you're going into the the Fruit of Monument Hall of Fame, and look, I've, we could spend the next hour probably talking about everything you you did at Fruit of Monument. You lettered in three oh. sports: softball, basketball, track. You got a track scholarship to Colorado State. Uh, you had a, a three point nine GPA throughout high school. You remember the Honor Society state uh, high jump champion 2004-2006 state record holder in the high jump long jump and the four by one hundred relay i mean those, those are a lot of accomplishments sunny uh that uh, that you were able to cram into your your high school career yeah i mean when i look back at high school I, I, sports was you know my highlight for sure um played softball my first two years and loved softball but just decided to focus more on basketball and track my last two years and you know track was my true love and I just loved the atmosphere of of track and field and all my friends and um you know basketball was great too and but uh ultimately track was the one that uh set me up for a lot of college options and um and really gave me a future to to go to a division one school. Sonny uh, Russell Hansen with us today on the program. Uh, she'll go into the uh, Fruit of Monument Athletic Hall of Fame February 7th. When we talk about Fruit of Monument track, you have to talk about Phil Wortman, don't you? Because, I mean, oh. Uncle Phil uh, was such, <laughs> had such an influence on so many, not, not just athletes, but students as, as an educator there as well. But uh, talk about your relationship with Phil Wortman because, like I said, he had a tremendous impact on uh, everybody that he coached. Yeah, you. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Phil. Phil was so influential for so many kids, and I don't. I don't think he takes credit for that like he should. Um, you know, I just a lot of kids did track because of the atmosphere that Phil created, and because it was a fun environment. And you know, Phil had this way of of being direct with you um, and honest and up front, but in a way that was very encouraging and not discouraging. And it really, truly just made you want to perform and do good for him. And like I said, in the, in the PE classes, I know that his class was the number one class everybody wanted to take, right? And um, out on the track, I mean, it was just, it was always a good day. And it was always just such a great atmosphere that he created i think uh last year when he was inducted into the hall of fame i uh, um listened to the interview with you and him and you mentioned that uh (laughs) he had you run the 800 one time and (laughs) you know he he just put it in perspective like well it's just two 400 that's all you got to do and it's like okay phil yeah you're right i trust you this will be this will be good but you know it was just 
that kind of perspective that he had that made you want to do good. Right. I mean, yeah, he could just, he could, he never berated anybody, never made you feel bad. It was always like, you could go do that. You could try that. Like yeah. he said to me, like, come on, you, you run the quarter, just two of those. You'll be fine. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, okay. If you, you know, like, okay, I had such I, trust I, in him I, and belief in him. Sure, I'll, I'll do that. Did he ever, yeah. did you ever have a moment where, where Coach Wortman did that for you or he talked you into doing something? You're going, okay, uh, but I but I trust you so much that I'll that I'll do that. You know, he never talked me into running the 800, and <laughs> I'm glad he didn't because I did do the heptathlon my freshman year in college, and after running those 800s, I never wanted to run one again because, I mean, it's it's an awful race for sure. Um, I can't remember specifically if there were any, you know, races right. or events that he really talked me into. I just know that no matter what, I mean, he was just like, well, yeah, you can try that, or yeah, go on, you, you got it, and... So it was just, he's just, I mean, probably one of the most influential coaches of my life. And, you know, high school is such a, it's such a hard time in general, trying to find your confidence and trying to find out who you are. And to have those people and those coaches and teachers, you know, Jeff Miller and Bear Husky were my basketball coaches. They were so positive and so influential as well. And, you know, it's just a really, I guess, growing time in your life and it's great to have people like that who who are there for you sunny russell hansen with us today she'll go to the fruit of monument hall of fame uh, february 7th when the wildcat basketball teams take on montrose let's talk about your career at csu uh sixth place finish at uh, csu in the four by one under 2006 just take us through some of the highlights sunny of your time as a ram uh, yeah, actually, I think the the four by one hundred was uh, in high school. Um, I'm sorry, Carl, that, was I, a, that was a state track meet. My my apologies. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, um, CSU was, uh, you know, I started as a heptathlete my freshman year, um, and that went okay. Um, I I think I could have been an average heptathlete, but um, the coaching staff saw a little more potential of just uh, kind of straight lining me as a high jumper and. Then they also started coaching me as a triple jumper as well. Um, and, I, you know, at my CSU career was, it was good. Um, it wasn't what I was hoping it to turn out to be. Um, but I think college in general, I think I, it, it was more just, it was more than just about track, you know. It was, I I was able to go to a Division One school and get an amazing degree that, um ultimately led me into the medical field that I'm in now and um, just met some great friends that I, I still have contact with every week and it was just overall a great experience and and track was fun and and great and um, you know you you grow as a person in college and especially as a student athlete it's very challenging at the division one level you got your nursing degree at Colorado Mesa uh back in 20, uh, 2012. So what are you, what are you doing now? You mentioned you're working in the medical field. What are, what's Sonny Russell Hansen up to these days? Well, um, majority of my time is chasing toddlers. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I still, I'm still at St. Mary's a few days a week and still, uh, keeping, keeping up on my nursing skills and, and running around that place. And, um, it's, that's about it. My life is pretty, pretty focused around kids and work when i can so all right that's sunny russell hansen who will go into the fruit of monument uh, athletic hall of fame tomorrow night uh, when the wildcat basketball teams play host to montrose we'll have coverage tomorrow night uh, with the uh, pregame at five fifteen. the girls tip it at five thirty. the boys right around seven o'clock tomorrow night and they'll have the induction ceremony going on tomorrow night for uh, all the folks uh, going in congratulations to all of them this year that are going into the wildcat Hall of Fame. All right, 919, Jim along with uh, Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Always appreciate you joining us uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday, right here on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. So today it's the good, the bad, the ugly. If you got something that makes your list, send it to us today, 970-242-1340. That's 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And we'll talk with Fruto Monument boys basketball coach Jake Aguirre about the matchup with Montrose tomorrow night 
and also the win this past Friday uh, against Central High School to get them back into first place in the Southwestern League. This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction, 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Talking fruit of Monument Boys basketball with Coach Jake Hagira on the team. And Jake Hagira brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Jake Hagira joins us. Good morning, Jake. How are you? Good morning. How you doing, man? Doing fine. Uh, good win for your team on Friday night against Central. Certainly, uh, your team was... Uh, a little bit down in the dumps after the, the loss to Grand Junction on your home floor. What was the message after that game that maybe helped to kind of turn things around a little bit in, in terms of the attitude of your team heading into the Central game? Um, you know, we it was a tough one, but, uh, you know, we got to move forward. The season doesn't stop. The game doesn't stop. So our message was, I mean, how long is that one going to hurt us? What does it mean? So, um one game we were past it and uh come out on friday we came out on friday we played a little bit better so hopefully we can continue that well for your basketball team you you get the victory 44 to 39 over central and central's in first place in the league at that time uh after you guys had lost to, to grand junction on tuesday night they, uh, you know, they hit six uh, first-half three-pointers in that game. Jackson Amos got one at the buzzer, gave them the lead 24-21 at halftime. But then the second half was a different story. And I know one of the players you give a lot of credit to in terms of ratcheting up what you guys are doing defensively was Austin Reed, who had a really strong second half, both scoring the basketball but also on the defensive side as well. Yeah, he was kind of a maniac out there. You could just kind of see it at halftime. He was locked in. Um, and, you know, all the boys were. They, they understood as the first half we just had to get ourselves going. But coming out in the second half, he was absolutely locked in on the defense side of the floor. Um, he got a couple huge rebounds for us uh, to, at big times. And, and then the pressure he put on them on, on the offensive side of the floor, he, just, he really did a great job that night. I know that you felt like he was a catalyst, a big reason why he had success. But, but overall, what Austin did kind of uh, really infected in a good way. Everybody else on your team defensively, you held them to only 15 points in the second half. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. We we understood what, you know, the things that we had to stop that they were getting on us in the first half, and, and the boys locked into that, and they stopped it together, and they were all in together with that. So it was a, it was a pretty good defensive effort there. Jake Aguirre, coach of the Wildcat Boys basketball team, with us on the Team Sports Network. And you know, for John Sedanich, I mean, that team had been playing really, really well. They had been on a seven-game winning streak. I mean, after after the loss to Grand Junction, you go to Central, you get a win there, and, and you beat a Warriors team that, that's been playing pretty well. That's, a, that's an impressive win for your basketball team. Yeah, yeah, we understand. That's a tough team. They match up with us well. They got players uh, that they got – guys that do a lot of good things on the floor for him so we understood the matchup there and, and what that meant to win that game over at their place and for your team as i mentioned back in first place in the southwestern league uh you have montrose coming up you went to their place a couple of weeks ago and, and picked up a seven point victory 47 to 40 in a game where uh, they had the, the lead at halftime against you but an 18 point third quarter you outscored them 13 to 9 in the fourth quarter, and that really turned the tide the last time you faced the Red Hawks. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job, uh, you know, getting the ball inside and scoring at will and rebounding the ball. They put a lot of pressure on us, so um, hopefully we can come out and have a better first half against them, but we understand that it's going to be an absolute war tomorrow. Caleb Ferguson had 16 against your team the last time out. And I think the, the, the key with Montrose is you, you don't let Jacob Hawks get going. You don't let Jake Legg get going. You don't let those players get going. Neither one of those guys were anywhere close to double digits in, in that game against you the last time. So imagine the, the recipe's the same. Your, your backcourt does a nice job against Hawks and, and slow down Jake Legg. And, and hopefully you know, Daniel Thomason taking on Caleb Ferguson. Those guys kind of cancel each other out a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, we always talk about stopping them together. It's, you know, we're trying to stop the ball. So hopefully we'll do a nice job of keeping our eye on the ball, our pressure on the ball, and and not giving up easy shots for these guys because they'll make them. Jake Higuera, coach of the Fruita Monument boys basketball team with us. Take on Montrose Tuesday night, the Fruita Monument Hall of Fame induction night. Uh, as many uh, great Wildcats will be inducted into the Hall of Fame coming up tomorrow night. Now, as far as the league standings go, you're 3-1. and one. Montrose, 3-2. and two. Central's 3-2. and two. Durango, Junction, they're both there at 1-3. and three. I mean, this is about as tight as I can remember the league race being. This is going to be a battle down the last uh, weekend of the season, perhaps, Jake, to, to win the Southwestern League title. Yeah, yeah, we, we've told these guys all year. I don't, I didn't know if we thought it was going to be a little bit easier on us, but uh, this is this league is is built for each other. So everyone does a good job of beating one another at weird times and and keep pressure on each other, and it's a lot of fun. So hopefully we can keep doing it this year. We'll have coverage tomorrow night. We'll start out with uh, our pregame five fifteen. The girls tip it at five thirty. The boys at seven o'clock tomorrow night when Fruit of Monument takes on Montrose right here on the Team Sports Network. I appreciate it as always. Jake, thank you so much. See you tomorrow night. All right, bye. All right, Jake Aguirre, coach of the Wildcats. And off he goes. He's got some stats to update, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah, got the- stats. He got to prepare for Montrose. Got some Ryan Vorier and, and, and the Red Hawks uh, yeah. coming off a, a good weekend with uh, wins against Grand Junction and Battle Mountain, mm-hmm. so... Uh, they'll be out at uh, Fruta tomorrow night. So uh, I said it should be a, a great evening tomorrow night with uh, all the folks that are going to be inducted tomorrow night uh, into the Wildcat Hall of Fame. Uh, Brian Rush, who we've had on the program before. Brian, two-time state wrestling champion, former Palisade wrestling coach. Mentioned George Pickens to start out the morning. Multi-sport athlete at Fruta Monument and renowned uh, Wildcat wrestling historian. He'll go in. Also... Um, Jim Flashy, who was the uh, Fruita High School's first uh, state wrestling champion. Also, uh, Rich Paris, who uh, was a member of the 1966 state championship football team at Fruita High School. They had four interceptions in the state championship game uh, when they won the state title. Uh, my, my cousin Rich, full <laughs> full, uh, you know, um, transparency on that. Also, Sonny Russell Hansen, we played her interview a little while ago. Who was a state uh, field champion for uh, the Wildcats. Also uh, played Dean's interview earlier. Dean Hall, a uh, state wrestling champion, also uh, a runner-up twice uh, for a state wrestling championship as well. And the late Danny Doyle, who was a uh, state championship golfer that uh, tragically lost his life uh, at an accident at Lake Powell before he was going to play golf at the University of Arizona. So uh, those are the individuals that will go in tomorrow night uh, for the Wildcat Hall of Fame when Fruit of Monument takes on Montrose. All right, uh, text or call the show today, 970-242-1340, 970-242-1340. Always appreciate you spending uh, your weekday mornings with us here on the Jim Davis Show. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Uh, Okay, we mentioned the Bush clash last night at Uh Coliseum. Did you watch any of that? No. I got to be honest. I, I I was going to watch it, got sidetracked to some stuff. We're yeah. uh, <clears throat> we're in the process of doing some cleaning out, looking at uh, getting rid of some things, and so mm-hmm. actually that uh, worked its way into the uh, early evening yesterday, doing some of those things. So yeah, I did not, uh, not even at all. Sorry, sorry to NASCAR fans out there, <laughs> but nope, did not happen. So Pro Bowl. Bush no. Clash no. didn't happen yesterday. Shows Walmart and season three of The Crown because we're re-watching in the run-up to season five instead of Pro Bowl and NASCAR Pro Bowl. So you have not got to where it's the divorce of Charles and Diana. No, we we got up to season four last year. Then when season five came out, we decided to start from scratch since we put a whole lot of other Shows into the into the mind. Kind of forgot. And yeah. So, yep. I forget the actress who plays Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she should win an Emmy. She good. She you would swear to you'd swear that was yeah. it was 
Princess Diana. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, just the, way, the the facial expression. She looks like her yeah. physically. She does an outstanding job. I will just say, underrated and doesn't get a lot of love most of the time, but Helena Bonham Carter is fantastic. She's Margaret for season three and four. Yeah. She's fantastic as an Eliza- actress. Elizabeth DeBecky is oh, the okay. one who's playing her right now. And she's got the, the mannerisms. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty remarkable how nice. good she is. We're looking forward to season five. So we're kind of running up and getting into it. We we started it before the series was over, unlike Game of Thrones, where we could just blow all the way through it. We had to wait. Then we forgot a lot of like, well, we kind of have an idea what happens, right? Because it's real life. It's like the Titanic movie. You kind of know how it ends, you know? Right. Yeah. So, but still, we though we, we like the. Uh, some of these things are, you know, for dramatic effect type. Sure. Well, and, and the guy that's playing Prince Charles right now mm-hmm. is Dominique West. It's what, The Wire? I believe Dominique West was in The Wire. Sure. Um, <laughs> he doesn't look anything like Prince Charles. No. They we were close to looking like Prince Charles. The only one that really did, I don't remember his name, but he's season three and four, Charles. Yes. He played uh, Edmure Tolley on Game of Thrones. And he was he was great. He, yeah. he looks a lot like he looks a lot like him, or at least looks a lot like he did back yeah. in the day. Dominic West does not look anything like no. Prince Charles. And I, we were wondering this a couple Dominic weeks West, ago. A far, far more handsome man, yeah, than uh, than Prince Charles. There's a lot of people in England that have English accents, but apparently, not very many of them are actors. Because there's a lot of Game of Thrones actors in The Crown. It's like. <laughs> Hey, hold on. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? I and mean, then it was good to see an American, John Lithgow, was Winston Churchill. Yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown, who is the main guard from Shawshank, remember? Oh, yeah. Main head guard. He's Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. So, and the guy who played John Kennedy doesn't look or sound like anything <laughs> like John Kennedy. About, about so. as much as Dominic West looks like Prince Charles. Exactly. All we right. knew we'd get, you know, three minutes on the crown, but we did. We, we did today. All right, 934. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text calls 970-242-1340. And it's time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, go back to 1958. Ted Williams signs a contract with the Boston Red Sox for $135,000, making him the highest paid player in Major League history. Now that's what clubhouse guys get. Pretty much, yeah. 1967, Muhammad Ali successfully defends his world heavyweight title with a 15-round decision over Ernest Terrell in the Houston Astrodome. 1970, the NBA expands to 18 teams with the addition of... Okay, there's four teams here. Can you name the four uh, What's three, the year again? 1970. Three of them still exist as the teams that, that came into the league. One has moved a couple of times. The NBA, right? In the NBA. Not ABA. NBA. 1970. I'm going to go with the Jazz. One, one of them you know really well. Uh, the Cavs. Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, that's that's an original 70 expansion. Uh, two others are Western Conference. Uh, Phoenix? No, no, they were an ABA team. Uh, the Clippers? Actually, Phoenix was an NBA team. Were they? Yeah. I don't know. Who lets facts get in the way of a good story? Uh, Seattle? Okay. okay, I'll give you a clue on one of okay. them. Twin Towers. Oh, the Spurs? No. Oh, my different, God. Different Twin Different Twin Towers? This is older than... Samson Elijah Wan. Oh, the Rockets. I had the right state. Yeah. I was getting closer. Um, what was the 80s? He starred for this team, uh, a guy that um, we like to make fun of when he calls college basketball, Conference of Champions. Oh, um, uh, Trailblazers. Led them to a title. Yep. The other one would have been the Buffalo Braves that became the Clippers. Oh, so I kind of technically right. Yeah. So there you go. There was, there was the four. I got one of them. No, it's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> Considering that was oh, 13 years before you, I was born. born and I was five. So, yeah. I was in kindergarten that year. 
1981, Wayne Gretzky scores three goals and three assists in a 10-4 Edmonton win over Winnipeg, giving him 100 points in the season. 1988, Chicago's Michael Jordan wins the NBA Slam Dunk Contest with a perfect score of 50 on his final dunk in front of the hometown crowd at Chicago Stadium. Also, 2000, Randy Moss sets records with nine catches for 212 yards. Mike Allstott scores three touchdowns in the NFC's 51-31 win over the AFC, the highest-scoring Pro Bowl. Also, 2005, the New England Patriots win their third Super Bowl in four years, 24-21 over Philadelphia. It's their ninth straight postseason victory, equaling Vince Lombardi's Green Bay Packers. All right, that's this day in sports history, 937. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, Texture Collis, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We've talked a lot of basketball, a little bit of wrestling today. Also, uh, we should mention that uh, the state swim meet coming up, and there was the Southwestern Conference meet at El Pomar on Saturday. Grand Junction, they had four individuals qualify, and the 200-yard medley as well, 200 freestyle and 400 freestyle relay teams also qualified for the 4A state swim meet. Whitney Stortz, uh, she qualified for every individual event, uh, with the exception of the 500-yard freestyle, and it's Wednesday and Thursday at the uh, Veterans Memorial Aquatic Center in Thornton. Uh, Fruit of Monuments, uh, Kendall Wilkinson uh, qualified. Uh, she put up state times in seven events, and uh, each of Fruta's three relay teams also qualified. They're in the 5A meet. That's Thursday and Friday at the Veterans Memorial Aquatic Center. So congratulations to uh, those swimmers who have qualified for the state swim meet. All right, Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy, text to call us, 970-242-1340. Get back over to the uh, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Let's see. Um, Got a good, the bad, the ugly from Mark today. Good. Joker. It's good. Player of the month. I know it's weak, but not much going on this past weekend. Bad. Nuggets bench. Ugly. Bones Highland. His friends harassing Jamal Murray and calling him racial slurs on Twitter. I was looking at this where yeah. Murray to reset this a little bit. Jamal Murray appeared to take a shot at Bones Highland who there's been reports and nuggets are looking to trade before this coming this coming Thursday's trade deadline and that uh, Murray put out a a tweet that uh, that one must not complain about what you didn't get from the work you didn't put in that Bones Highland has been unhappy with the lack of minutes. And now that Murray's starting to, to be the blue arrow once again, starting to play at that level, right? the minutes for Bones Highland has dropped off. Well, apparently Bones Highland's friends took, well, took exception to the tweet, and they called him you know, some, some nasty things. Some things that were certainly had um, a racial connotation to them, and it's you know I, I just look if you if you're trying to support your friend, this is not the way to do it. If you're Bones Highland, maybe you need to stop complaining, and at this point in time, be okay with the role that you have on this basketball team. Because I, I never thought Highland would would turn into this kind of player, right? Would be would be a, the kind of guy that would complain mm-hmm. about about getting minutes. And, and look, Bones is a good player, but who are you going to play more, Jamal Murray or Bones Highland right now? You're going to play Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray. You're going to play Jamal Murray more. And I think Jamal Murray would just say, "Look, man, I, I quit crying and whining about about your minutes." I mean, if, Bone, if Bones Highland is out there to be a backup point guard, he should probably have more than four assists in his last three appearances. You know, I mean, he's 9 of 26 shooting with four assists. Now, he hasn't played at all this month, but 
that might be indicative as to why. He played 24 minutes against Milwaukee, went 5 of 14 with 15 points, one assist. That's not that's not being a point guard. Well, and it, no, and and so I'm just with Bones Highland. It's like, dude, you're in your second year in the league, mm-hmm. and you're and you're whining about your playing time. No wonder Denver's thinking about shipping making you a move. You know, and like, I don't know if I've been wowed by his defense or not either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what his rating is, but it's. There's nothing that jumps off the page about Bones Highland that says, man, with all this, you still have to keep the guy. And it doesn't help when your air quote friends mm-hmm. put on stuff with the people could perceive as being racially negative. Right. And <laughs> calling him a variety of other things. And then you know, we're saying you had one good playoff run and now that that bleeps over. Bro, I mean that's still better than Bones, right? One playoff run is better than. I mean the the, the limited minutes Bones Highland had as a rookie. Yeah, when they got in the postseason, I just you know because I was thinking for a while it's like because I'd heard there was a little bit of grumbling from him, but it seemed odd that all of a sudden Denver seemed very motivated to move him. Mm-hmm. Now you, now you understand why. And if I'm Bones Highland, I tell my friends, "Shut up, yeah, stay off social media. I don't, I don't need your help. This does not help my cause." I'm on Basketball Reference, and they have the usage percentage, an estimate of the percentage of the team's plays used by a player when they're on the floor. You know who's got the highest usage percentage on the Nuggets? Jamal Murray. Bones Highland. Oh, oh. More than even Nikola Jokic. When he's on the floor, 28.4% of the plays are utilized by Bones Highland. So he's getting opportunities is what you're saying. It's In his not, minutes, he's getting opportunities, but it also seems like he's not really, delivering really on helping. <laughs> his assist percentage, teammates field goals, the player assisted while they were on the floor, 21%. Jamal Murray, 26. Nikola Jokic, 47. But he's a different animal. I'm just saying, what is it this weekend with friends of NBA players? You have the John Morant thing going on with the laser, which may or may not have been attached to a handgun in a vehicle against the Pacers. And then Bones Highland's friends taken to Twitter. Remember what a great story it was? Bones Highland, you know, the fire in his Mm -hmm. family's Delaware home. He had to jump out, suffered the leg fractures. He, He honored the firefighters that... That, that helped save his family and and those kind of things. I mean, something did not obviously. His and grandmother and young cousin didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But those were all those were stories about a tragedy that he was able to overcome. Right. And it's a good story. It's a feel good story. But that's now, now not the story. And now that's not now the story is he whines and complains about not getting more playing time, and he's got stupid friends writing stupid stuff to Jamal Murray. Yeah. Who do we have in the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? Paul is joining us. Paul, good morning. How are you? Well, it was good till you started talking NBA. These people, it's, just, it's incredible to me. Everything about the NBA, to me, seems negative. I mean, there just seems to be garbage all the time with the NBA. That's why I quit watching it 15, 20 years ago. There's just nothing positive that seems to come out about it. Well, even when there's a positive story, good story, like I mentioned about Bones Highland, then there's the, the negative story about the, the stupid stuff his friends are writing on social media, and it's just right. it's there. There, Paul, there are good stories. I don't think there's every every story out of the NBA is a bad story, but unfortunately, a lot of it with Kyrie Irving, what's a lot gone of the on media there? moves on from the good. Giannis is still a great story. Still a great story. But people, hey, he's gotten his MVPs. Let's move on. The Joker is great, a great story. Great story. Gotten his MVPs. Let's move on. Kyrie Irving, he's an idiot. We know he's going to say something, so let's cover So him. let's wait around and see yeah. what he says next. And in case of Bones Highland, a guy that was right. a fairly you know, you know, non-offensive guy that was kind of developing into a, mm-hmm. a nice backup to Jamal Murray has... Turning into a kind of an idiot. So, so. I do agree a little. Yeah, there's there's some there's some truth to what you're saying. 
Well, let's talk something more fun than that. Let's talk Super Bowl because it is Super Bowl week. And it, it, it's funny to me that I, I mean, I, I love the NFL like most people do. And I am humored, if you will, by the people saying, you know, if Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, if the Chiefs win, Mahomes, is he now the GOAT? Is he headed to be the GOAT? Give me a break. He needs a few more Super Bowls. Brady's got seven. He's got one. He needs a few more Super Bowls, a couple more MVPs to even be invited to the table, let alone to the head of the table. You know what? Is he magic? Absolutely. Is he way more fun to watch than Brady? Absolutely. There is no way that he has a 23-year career playing with the kind of reckless abandon that he plays with now. Like I said, he's a blast to watch. But let's put the brakes on calling him even close to the GOAT yet. It's ridiculous. I don't disagree with the single 100%. thing you said. I trajectory? Mean, if he wins? Sure. sure, trajectory. But not he's not in that conversation yet. Life is like a book. We have chapters. There are a lot of chapters. There are a lot of blank pages for mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes going forward. Some of the pages that are already filled out yeah. have been very impressive and very good. Five seasons and no one has beaten him in regulation of the AFC Championship. He's made it to overtime or the Super Bowl. Right. In and, four, if five previous trips. And those are those are remarkable numbers that need to be acknowledged and appreciated. doesn't make him the greatest of all time. It 100%. Is, it just, just doesn't. Well, he, he's not even in the conversation, guys. Not even in the conversation yet. He's got one Super Bowl in I five years. Totally right? agree. I, I, and Paul, no. you, we're, we're, for once, you and I, we agree on something. I, oh, we agree you, on more yeah, than you uh, think. Okay, brother. well, good. Well, I'm glad, Paul. If, I'm glad. I feel like sometimes wins, we don't, but I'm glad. I'm glad we do. But yeah, I just, well, I agree with you on Terrell Davis. You know what? You straightened me out. Okay. Well, I'm glad. We, maybe that's what I was mm-hmm. referencing. I'm glad you came around to my my side of thinking on that. But. Yeah, I, I just you know to me it's there. There's a lot of chapters to be written for, for Patrick Mahomes. That's, if he wins, he's the number one active quarterback next season. Sure. Yeah. Clearly. I'm, I'm, clearly. Yeah. yeah I'm, I have you no know. problem with that. And he's floating around five, six, seven, maybe all time, just with his gifts and the Super Bowl. But, but the people that were when Brady retired, put, putting him in the top five already. No, he's not a top five all time quarterback. No, no. He hasn't finished yet. There's a we don't know what the resume is going to look like. He could he could have a devastating knee injury a year from now. Mm-hmm. God forbid. I don't want that to happen to him. But something could happen where he's not the player he once and was. First, he's got to win this one first. And he's got he hasn't won it yet. No one puts Jim Kelly in the top five, and he went to four in a row. He's only a quarterback. Jim Kelly is one of my favorite players, but no one puts him in the top five. Nope. He's the only. Quarterback to go to four Super Bowls in a row, and you don't. No just, one puts yeah. Dan Bar- Dan Marino in the top Ab- ten. Absolutely, he, he was great, sensational quarterback. I saw a note: Tom Brady's had more touchdown passes after he turned thirty-two than Dan Marino had at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a funny statistic. And that's, I mean, it's yeah, more championships than anybody you know, forty or older. I, I just, you know, there's he had three. You know, he could be a Hall of Famer three times over. Yeah. But there's still people yep. that try to crap on Brady and yep. did you know? Well, yeah, he could easily have not won you know seven Super Bowls either. He could have easily have won ten. He could have easily won ten though. He did win seven. You you can't. Well, he came. They won some close ones. Well, they won some close ones. They won the game. He's got seven <laughs> Super Bowls. You can't go back and well, you don't you don't get to discount it by saying well they only won by three against the Rams or whoever. There are a lot of quarterbacks who won a lot of close games. Yeah. John Elway's fourth people quarter did, comeback. A lot of people just like to whine about greatness. And they're, what's Brady done wrong? What, 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 Nate, I mean, deflate gate, give me a break. Every team deflated football. That's, Shut the hell up. That, you know, that's, video, every, everybody, the Raiders did it in San Diego when the Chargers, above their practice facility, the Raiders went and rented an office suite right above the Chargers' practice facility and filmed their practices. Josh McDaniels everybody did it. Did it. <laughs> Josh McDaniels did it. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Deflategate to me was one of the one of the stupidest, most overblown things where the, the, the cover-up was worse than the crime when he got rid of his cell phone. I mean, that was the that was the big thing there, which, come on, was that really fourth four games of being suspended? Come on. No, he was suspended no. twice as many games as interceptions he threw that season. Exactly. Yeah, All right, so I'm making my pick now for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to smoke the Chiefs. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm going to wait till Friday. Smoke? Uh, um, okay. Win? I, I don't know about smoke them. Smoking, we're talking what? Win by 
by point, a touchdown. By ten. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I'm not. I'm not as much as I, I kind of agree with Brandon Ayuk a little bit. I, I'm not sure about the Eagles secondary. Chiefs. But I think who are the Chiefs going to have out there outside of you know Travis Kelsey? That's another Pacheco. question too. Pacheco's good carrying the football. Man, he's good back. He catches out of the backfield. Yeah. McKinnon's good out of the backfield. They got some injury issues offensively. The Chiefs do that might equalize the subpar secondary of the Eagles. I think. And not that front seven of the Eagles is badass. Yeah, front seven is great. Back seven, back four, eh, pretty good, but, but not then great. you know, you got Chris Jones on the other side. That that's dude's not, a man. That's not that's not chopped liver. Yeah, that's not no, chopped liver. No, but he's at all. one and not seven. Well, I took. I, I think there's some great prop bets this weekend. Like I've got Kelsey at plus six and a half, um, six and a half receptions. I think that's a slam dunk. Oh, that's a dunk. Yeah, oh, dunk yeah. and oh, a half. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Hassan Reddick is a bad man. Yeah. He is, yeah they're... He's playing really well right now. Let's uh, talk degenerate gambling this week, fellas. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Over, under on the anthem. Sure, we got what? it. Paul, call in again this week. We will we will work some of that degenerate gambling conversation into the program. I'll call you with prop bets this week, and you guys tell me what you think, because there's some good ones. I like that, Paul. I like that. Please do. Call back. You got it. Guys, right. have a great day. Enjoy this beautiful day here. You do the same, Paul. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Bye. All right. There's Paul. Been a little dust up over Terrell Davis. Yeah, I mean, but and then you I know, laid out some facts, and Paul's like, "Okay, yeah, you're right about that." What's so. a good argument among among exactly hosts and listeners? Exactly. You know, exactly. As long as you don't resort to name calling, it's all good. <laughs> you mean like Bones Highlands friends? Yeah, exactly. Did you read the tweets? I I don't want to, to be honest. If I'm Jamal Murray. Um, Although Jamal going, says, ah, we're good. Yeah. Your bros don't want to throw punch, but we're good. He also made a, Jamal did about you guys are more, more far more, more catty than women or something like that was the Jamal Murray. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, probably wasn't the best thing for Jamal to write, but. I so mean, much I, for Canadians just being nothing but polite. I mean. I don't like uh, what you boys are writing, eh? Oh, hey, that's not nice, hey, eh? That's a, hey, that's not nice, eh? Sorry, Come on. sorry, sorry. Sorry, but that's not nice. It's not nice at all. Oh. All right, that's our show for today. Don't forget, we'll have Kansas and Texas tonight. Little Big 12 basketball. Pre-game at 645 tonight, right here on the Team Sports Network. For the Buckeye Boy, I'm Jim.